0: the light gray art lab podcast i'm lindsay Knoll. i'm jenny bookler
1: and i'm chris heine
0: Ah, (laughs) a professional bunch here we are at our microphones today what's coming up jenny that we need to know about
2: so uh, we currently have the iceland residency exhibition on display at light gray art lab you guys can check it out now through june 26th Um, the 14 artists that ventured with us last year to southern iceland are displaying entire collections of illustrations, designs, paintings, photography, anything that they were inspired by during the like week-long journey. So it's pretty incredible to read through all the bios and read through all the interesting points and favorite pieces from all the artists. Um, so you can check it out here at the space or visit it online in our shop, which is shop.likeratlab.com.
0: Yep, It's pretty awesome. We also uh, have a little bit of information up for the Iceland Residency 2016 group. So if you want to get some information as we get closer to the July 20th application opening, uh, feel free to send me an email. You can send it to hello at lightgrayartlab.com and just say, hey, I might want to be a part of that. Send me some more information when it's ready, and I'll do that. So we're going to be sending an email blast out to everybody just to say it's open, so that way you can check out the dates. You can see what it's um, going to be like. And also take a look at what happened in the past years and see our upcoming 2015 groups. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: We also have um, this week, just in case you want to get involved, stop by the space, this Thursday night we have our light gray game night.
1: And it's um, all about... Panic levels, so it's cooperative games with a lot of high-stress decision-making. That was yes.
0: the calmest way he could have said that. Yes, <laughs>
2: yeah, we just played The Cure recently. Pandemic The Cure, yes. yeah. That yes. game is awesome. It is, and it's more stressful than Pandemic.
1: Yeah, it's less predictable, so you can't plan out what's going to happen quite as easily.
2: I like it. I like yeah. it because there's dice involved. <laughs> it's really fun. So we'll be playing all the most anxiety-driven, <laughs> stressful games, you can imagine.
1: They're not all, but they're, yeah.
2: <laughs> prepare.
1: But they're all cooperative. They're mostly cooperative, yeah. so you can oh, you can man. Man, mitigate that stress with your friends. Yeah, yeah Somebody, get a hug every I now forgot again. who it
2: was, but they kept their pandemic box in a medical kit.
1: I don't know oh, who that was. Oh, they brought
2: it to game night, and it was awesome. So hopefully that person shows up with their first aid pandemic kit. That's very kit. thematic. I didn't yes. see that. I didn't. That's pretty cool. You missed game night. That's so sad. Jeez, Chris. Was it the
1: EMTs who came that one night?
2: No, no, no. But we did have EMTs come, and we did play Pandemic, and then we played K two, and they scurried their way up the and mountain and they died horribly buildings. on the mountain oh, they did man. Oh, yeah
0: man. you'd think so, they would know
2: how to save everybody you would think but they're out for themselves so <gasps> oh <laughs> yep. man so yeah if you guys want to get all stressed out you should come this <laughs> week to like great game night from 6 30 to 9 30 p.m so usually we do game nights every other thursday night you should keep an eye out on the calendar this summer just because we have a couple travel things and a couple extra events coming up this summer so uh, they'll fluctuate a little bit but you can still find them all on the Facebook event pages.
0: That's great. We um, of course might have a couple other things that we're involved in this summer too. I know in a couple weeks we're going to be at Bastille Day. We'll have all the Mm -hmm. dates and times for that. That's a local thing over here where you can party, eat some food, say hi, walk around the uptown area, do stuff like that. Um, We also uh, have a couple neighborhood things that are happening too. Um, We will actually be, we as in the three of us, will be um, in Bryce Canyon, but Becca, our awesome other person that's here. Um, and some of our interns will be here during the Whittier art crawl, which is happening June 20th. And I think maybe even the 21st. So we'll put some of that information up. So if you want to come say hi, you can come and say hi. So (laughs) all the
2: good things. So, um, we also have one more big event coming up just in case you want to mark your calendars for July 3rd. Uh, we have Tegan White coming to do an artist talk starting at 7 p.m., followed by the Patches and Stitches opening reception. So Patches and Stitches is a two-part exhibition that has about 70 creatives that have participated in the show, making all sorts of screen prints, hand-embroidered patches, embroidered hoops, all sorts of really interesting pieces and originals. Um, So that's going to be up in the month of July. But you should stop by for the opening reception and party on the 3rd.
0: That would be awesome. And so, yes.
2: You know what I was thinking about? What's that?
0: So I was thinking about as we were doing all these things that I have like absolutely nothing to wear to any of these (laughs) things. So when you guys show up and say hi, I will be for real wearing like one tube sock and one do rag Uh... and one eye patch and one cat hair (laughs) because that's the only thing that I own at this point. I don't even have an eye patch. I'd have to go get Uh... one. But I feel like I think about that and I'm like... Spending so much time trying to do other stuff that by the time that... Actually, you know what? By the time that, that all my work is done, the only thing open is eBay. And we've already <laughs> talked about that last podcast. But that's how I feel these days. I do all my shopping online. You, you have a weird selection of dumb stuff. And some mm-hmm. stuff you get free shipping and some stuff you don't. But the point is not the free shipping. The point is it's hard to plan other parts of the presentation I yeah. think the
1: last time I got new clothes was um, leading up to like Riot Labs that's opening. A long
0: time ago. Well, you don't really like shopping, do you?
1: I don't particularly like shopping, but I also no longer have any clothes uh, suitable for adults, and we have <laughs> we have functions coming up where we are f- forced need to dress adult clothes in adult clothes, and I literally don't have any. That's All I sad. have are jeans and t-shirts and flannels. I and feel like there was a it.
0: point in my in my professional career where I was like waiting for the time when i didn't have to put on something from express or something Uh i don't even know what example but i was like waiting to not have to wear a pencil skirt and like a button-up shirt like there was a while where i was like (laughs) can't wait until i can wear some whatever rags
1: (laughs) (laughs) and now you ragged it up
0: now I'm ragging it up oh, and I man. got so many rags that you don't even know.
2: Well, okay. I also have a lot of raggy clothes too. Why are we all covered in rags? I don't know. But I also don't like buying summer clothes because I'm like, it's, it's so hot outside. It's just going to get gross or it's just going to get like full of pilled fabric and whatever else. So you just
0: destroy your winter clothes in order to yeah, make why it Yeah, I wear your... it all
2: year round and then now they're all trash, which is really sad. <laughs> even my dress stuff is trash. But the summer stuff, especially, I just don't want to buy a tank top or a t shirt because it feels like a waste. So I feel like in the winter, all I have
0: is like t shirts. And I I mean, right now I'm wearing like three shirts. I feel like I'm always wearing three shirts. And then like the weirdest, raggiest one is in the bottom. And then the mid rag one is in the middle. And then the top one is the less raggy one.
2: I see. That's a method.
0: That's my, yeah, that's my strategy. I feel like, I don't know. And Chris, Chris has adopted my strategy. Oh yeah,
2: three layers, raggiest, closest to your body. (laughs) That's cool. Chris is like, "What? This shirt is nice." Yeah. Well, okay. So the reason the top one's very nice, Chris, this is a problem, is because we have so not only do we have a monthly opening and several other events that we have to be semi-presentable for, (laughs) but then like. This is really tricky, especially if we have travel stuff or we're meeting artists. I want to present myself as not a rag. So how, how
0: do we do this? How do we go about doing this? That is the best question because I don't think any of us have figured this out. I think, I feel like there's a couple of things I think about every single time I have to be presentable. So the other, other what is it, other week, like right at the end of May, I had to go to um, a couple things in the same place. I flew to New York and I was doing two things. I was going to be walking around like 10 miles a day to go and do some trend research. I had to go meet some clients. I had to meet a friend and be comfortable. And I had to go to a trade show. And mm-hmm. so I had exactly this thing we were talking about before we started the podcast. This thing where you are not only having to look okay in a certain light, in a certain circumstance, but you also don't want to be like super uncomfortable the whole day and if you're going to mm-hmm. be walking around for a million hours you also don't want to wear your cool shoes so what i did was i did wear my cool shoes and i totally regretted it and my foot like ground down to a small bloody nub <laughs> <That's so sad. laughs> and i got like four feet shorter <laughs> so i was just like a like a chin like rubbing around <laughs> on the streets of new york it was the saddest and then but you know what like you don't have time to go back and change
2: you know, yeah. like, what are you going to do? Well, didn't you just bring a small baby backpack too? Didn't I did. To, like keep all your stuff in one on your back. Yeah, because
0: I also didn't want to lug around a bunch of stuff because I didn't know where I was going to be. I thought I thought I was going to have to take a train to the outskirts of somewhere and then lug my crap with me for like seven hours as I trend researched. Like who wants to have a rolly case? <laughs> just, like, dragging behind you, you know? So yeah. I was like, well, I'll just carry all this stuff, and then I'll just wear something okay. And it turned out to be a sweltering, like, 85 degrees that day, and I was wearing my cool shoes, and I was, like, grinding to a nub, and I was really <laughs> uncomfortable, and I had to carry a dumb backpack. It was a combo effort.
2: I don't know how well, that's you prepare. Why, I mean, that's why tourists always look so horrible, and you, you can see them, like, spot them from You're a like, mile away. You look away, tired. they're, like... I'm I'm trying to be comfortable I'm wearing my walking shoes and my knee-high socks and my like fanny pack
0: well somebody's you know some people do a good job and they buy some stuff or they at least try to put together an ensemble that if you have to be documented in it that's oh, the sure. other thing
2: yeah that's the only time you take a lot of pictures I and mean, then you're, you're like, like why do I wear this rag shrub
0: <laughs> shrub <laughs> is what you said I don't know what do you think you you always look fine in your pictures
1: I don't change my clothes for anything. You so have two, I wear the same clothes. thing in the winter and the summer <laughs> and on the beach and in Iceland.
0: You just find one that works and just wear it?
1: I just wear I just you know, have whatever I have and I just wear it.
0: There is something to be said about having a uniform. Yeah. We have a friend, a mutual friend, all of us, um, named Brian Kelly. He has also been on a podcast before. I think he was on um, Talking tattoo? with Tattoo Artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One like a couple years ago. And he only wears white shirts, black pants, and then his leather jacket if he gets cold, and that's it. I like
2: that. It's I pretty know. easy. Yeah, no, there's a couple people that I know that do that, and it would be so easy. You would never have to worry about what you're gonna wear. You're like you're that's like that person figured thing. it out, and you're like, I look good in this. This is all I'm gonna do. But you know how some people are like,
0: I wore this yesterday. I don't want people to see me in it the next day. They are gonna wonder if I just fell asleep in it and then just <laughs> got back up and then kept Which going. Sometimes
2: happens too. Yeah, but-
0: so. So there. Yeah. 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 But I mean, how do you transition from wearing all sorts of stuff to deciding you have a uniform and then all of a sudden that's your like.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I used to like my entire closet was all black, like all I used to wear was black. And then I got to a point where I was like, I should probably insert some color in here. And which today doesn't help. I'm wearing like a black and white tweed gray thing <laughs> but it's it's not color and i have a hard time like inserting color in my wardrobe but still like i don't know for a long time is just black and only black and i thought that was fine it is but fine. i'm sure people thought i was just wearing the same thing over and over again yeah
0: i and see i don't think people even pay attention that's the other thing that i wonder that's what who told me that francesca might have told me that i don't no one don't is know. paying attention to what you're wearing like probably ever.
1: no one everyone's paying attention to what they're wearing <laughs>
0: So we're paying attention to our own rags and not your rags is basically what you're saying.
1: Yeah. There was an article written for Harper's Bazaar a while ago. Um, I remember seeing it a few months ago or maybe even longer, but it's by an art director um, who basically um, she just chose what outfit she was going to wear and just made that be her thing oh, for yeah. um just for her work outfit so she wears other things outside of work but she didn't want to have to make decisions about what she was going to wear every day she didn't want to just like use that mental headspace. um and she picked actually i think it was black pants and a white shirt um not like a super plain white shirt it's kind of like a nice like dress shirt. shirt yeah but um yeah i i don't think it's strange i mean basically Most men, like when when I worked at corporate environments or whatever, most men kind of do have a expected, you could almost call it a uniform that they have to wear. So the decisions weren't that hard once you were just like, I got to go buy my, you know, my slacks and shirt and jacket. And once you had those, you can change out the shirt, but you don't change out the jacket and you can change out the tie if you wear a tie and you can change the pants, but the pants are... all the exact same so you just have to commit to go get that garbage
0: well that makes sense yeah well you better hope you like your pants
1: i don't think (laughs) most people like them that much it's just what people have to work in environments like that or what people have to wear and i don't think they're like oh i love these pants
0: hmm
2: maybe okay so this is a version of having a uniform but i've seen a lot of people recently do capsule wardrobes where they just have like like 20 things that go well together and intermix so you can make like hundreds of outfits out of a couple things, which seems like a great idea until but they're all
0: dirty and you Until have, they're all dirty, yeah. yes, which is one. <laughs> Cuz then you could do your laundry maybe. Yes, <laughs> maybe. Also me,
2: I don't know. Don't. I have a hard time buying something that is going to be trendy for like a minute, you know, I want it to last longer than that. Um I also wonder and I don't know, because you said you wear every, like, you wear your flannel shirt to the beach and stuff, but I feel like because of the types of activities that I'm involved in or, like, different kinds of events, I have, like, my painting clothes, and then I have my opening clothes, and then I have whatever else, traveling clothes and workout clothes and stuff, so I have all these bodies of clothes that are hard to manage, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Well, None that makes them sense. them look good together.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're, yeah, that would be hard. I mean, I feel like that's the trick. I don't know how people do it. I think all the ones that I hardly ever wear are not a rag, you know, like I have, like I have a workout pants that is not a rag because I don't work out. So there's that, you know, Mm -hmm. but I feel like there's all the other stuff that you use on a day-to-day basis. I don't think anybody really cares and anybody really thinks about it until they have to be in a, in a, in a place where you think something is expected of you. You know what I mean? To dress a certain way or to be presentable or whatever that means. You know what I mean? I'm sure nobody cares. And I'm sure if we showed up like we are today, people would be like, fine, that's good. You know, in fact, I think I tried today. So that's good. Well,
2: so that's the other interesting thing too. Like yesterday you were looking on Amazon for walking sticks and you were like, what's the coolest walking stick that I can buy? Yeah, because they're not very cool. Uh, No, they're not. But it's one of those things where you're like, this random object. Which I probably will only use once a year. But
0: I'm gonna have a ton of photos of me with these walking <laughs> sticks.
2: So
1: you know, shouldn't you get one with like a wizard or something in it?
2: Yeah, I should get a wizard stick with a gem in it because like it.
1: something cool and not like a ski pole. Yeah, for well, not I the ski well, I
2: have free ski poles, so that's what I'm gonna do. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they came with my house. See, and also my other trash. <laughs> Your bottles.
0: You're like, yep. what can I use these for? I'm gonna rebottle my essences, and I'm gonna use my ski poles on this trek. Well, that that's exactly it. I feel like I was like, well, am I gonna spend a bunch to look cool in these in this one photo? I mean, I'm not even gonna look cool. That's the thing. You don't look cool with walking sticks like ever, no. unless you're on top of like the sweetest mountain. People could be like that. Those sticks, right? Got like that you have a there. reason instead
2: yeah. of being on like a flat ground with some walking sticks.
0: Yeah, which is where I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like.
2: <laughs> My knees hurt.
0: But I thought about it and I was like, well, I should just do this and this will be fine. But I i don't know. But I think it's only when you think people are expecting something of you is when it starts to become an issue, you know. Mm-hmm. But... I go through that. I don't know. We were talking about how to pack because in a couple of weeks, we're going to take everybody to Bryce Canyon as part of Light Gray Art Camp. And so mm-hmm. um, as you guys know, we take people on these uh, travel trips sometimes where they can meet other artists. They can kind of like walk around, explore, explore their practice, talk about art, you know, sit and draw. We have all these workshops, all this kind of stuff. But of course, you're not going to wear like your best outfit to any of these things. Because if you did, you would be very sorry that you did. You know, you would either be super hot, super cold, uncomfortable, or otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. And we write inside the emails, like, dress for comfort. Yeah. And I know that even though I say that in there, in that email, as I'm packing my suitcase, I will still think, should I wear the cool shoes? And then I, sh- I shall go, no, no. I should wear these dumb ones because yeah. I need to not have my leg crowned off anymore
2: <laughs> well so. my plan is to bring one semi-okay thing to present myself once and then the rest of the time is comfort
0: a disposable item that you could just <laughs> like a nice sheet that you just you whip it off and then all of a sudden you can wear your rags underneath yep
2: yep that's the plan
0: that's fair it is really hard to, to plan for one day. It's it's hard to plan for your presentation. It's hard for planning everything. So we were talking about this too because as we were planning for our Bryce Canyon trip, Jenny and I were sitting there thinking about all of like the, the things you don't, you can't plan for, you know, you can't, you can plan where you're going to go and you can plan how you think it's going to go and you can plan maybe carrying a bunch of stuff that would make you a little bit more comfortable. But we were thinking about it and... Things like inclement weather, things like road closings, things like altitude sickness, (laughs) things just like a stomach bug or, you know, like any of this stuff, what are you going to do? It is a completely like a, like a piece you cannot plan for, but I'm the kind of person that has a tendency to want to bring the option of solving those problems. Mm -hmm. If I have room in my suitcase, I'm like, what if I need a million band-aids What if I need, like, this type of thing? Well,
2: wasn't it you, Chris, that was saying that, like, the worst things that happen to you on vacation are, like, the best things in retrospect?
1: Um, Yeah, and that's true in some cases. (laughs) If it's, um, for instance, just something memorable and silly, like a friend getting cursed and then having hilarious things constantly happen to him. Uh, we went to, to a temple in Mexico one time and they t- performed a rite of cleansing or something before you could go in. And it was in this cave we that was like really sitting. short and we were really short. And then he kind of, the guy who was running the, the ceremony, shaman. the shaman was like pouring smoke on us and stuff like that. And then, and then he's like, okay, and now everyone can get up and go in, but watch your heads as you stand up. And our friend <laughs> just stood straight up and impaled his head on a spike <laughs> on the ceiling. And then from that, and then the guy was just like, what did I just say? And then it from that really day on, he was cursed for the whole rest of the vacation. That's he so turned so purple. And horrible things happened to him every day.
0: He got heat stroke. He was like a shivery, shaky mess, like trying to walk around Chichen Itza. It was, he for real was like purple and full of bumps the whole entire time. Yeah. Which I shouldn't laugh. But, but think if that back.
2: hadn't have happened, then how would you remember this trip? Right. True. So
1: it was really it made it I mean, it made that trip special for us. I'm sure it did not make it special <laughs> for him.
2: He's trying like this is the
0: worst thing that's ever happened. So I think Maybe there's a life. point
1: of which the horribleness becomes not fun. It becomes
0: awesome. <laughs> oh 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 you mean the other way. Yeah like for him like, I'm sure it was not. So
1: if you're the one with the stomach bug that's probably not fun but if you're the person who for instance if we get on a boat and go whale watching and it's freezing cold and we're clinging on to the um kind of the smokestack engine in the center of the boat just for heat or whatever that's fun like i remember that and that's That's cool you know kind of charming i don't know
0: it was really charming i was miserable it was
1: really cold though like it's amazing how much colder it gets once you leave the land yeah, and I guess the wind I gets bet. whipping and stuff. So yeah. it was freezing but I do cold remember and we were that. shivering and grabbing on the thing. And then they give you like a coffee and a donut a or something, bun. A cinnamon bun. And then you're...
0: It's like the best... It, it was like hot, it was hot chocolate in a cinnamon bun and it was the best hot chocolate, even though it was probably just like powder packet I mean, it and was some powder water. Pen, yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, thank God for this. You know, yeah. because you appreciate everything so much more when your senses are heightened and you're just kind of like, this is an adventure. And also, yeah. I think I told you that I was reading a book by John Krakauer and it is called Eiger Dreams. And of course, it's another mountaineering book because that's all I read. However, what he did, what he did what he does is that he writes articles for all sorts of different magazines, and he put together a compilation of all these different mountaineering stories. And so, some are climbing, some are mountaineering, some are trekking. You know, all these different stories about stuff. And right in the beginning, there is a quote by somebody, and I really should just put it in the podcast notes because it's really pretty amazing. He says, "Every good adventure starts with like a like a um, he didn't say a tragedy, but." The reason why it's an adventure is because it dipped into the negative zone. Because if everything would have gone perfectly, it wouldn't have been an adventure at all. Right. You know? Right.
2: And No, I totally
0: agree. It's amazing. I mean, he tells this great story at the end of his book. Um, It's one one specific essay where he's talking about how he was maybe 19 years old. He quit his job on a whim and he said, I'm going to go and climb... um, Like the Devil's Thumb, I think is what it's called in Alaska. And it's basically this giant like outcropping of rock with a small ridge at the top. And he flies out there by himself, hitches a ride with like a guy who has a tiny plane Mm -hmm. and sets up camp at the bottom of this like huge, you know, like monolith and has the worst time, the worst time. And it's, you watch him just kind of like, kind of break down a little bit mentally. Like he is so cold and so miserable and he thought he could do this big thing and he tries to go up there once and almost dies, you know, like this yeah. whole entire thing. Um, But the story, you know, is incredible because of course, had he not done that and, and gone through that whole entire experience, I'm sure it wouldn't have, he would have never kind of thought about what else he could do if he hadn't survived that Mm -hmm. episode you know yeah so he had all these aspirations to do these incredible things and they didn't turn out exactly the way that he wanted but it was definitely something that he learned from and something that was was truly an adventure because of all the horrible stuff that happened you know yeah Yeah.
1: don't you think that's kind of how you refer back to pretty much everything in life it's kind of like i
0: did it it was a struggle like i did it yeah like yeah
1: if somebody's asking you for instance, if you're giving a talk about how you got to where you are or something like that, you're probably not gonna be like, It was success after success after success. Well, You'll nobody probably cares talk about your, those stories. Yeah. And they're not very interesting. No. You're just like, I right. submitted to this thing and then it got an award. And then you're like, That's cool. <laughs> but it's cooler when you're like, Well, I started a business with my friend and then we couldn't work together and it failed and crumbled and then we had to like
0: I think it's pick more it up out of
1: the salvage. Relatable
0: you know, to mm-hmm. to understand like the, the troubles that somebody has gone you through. you know what
1: it actually probably is i think it's just stories in general need problems otherwise right. they're not stories well that's what i was thinking and that's why it's boring Darius to Sam's listen talk. to people's vacation when they're just like everything was wonderful and
0: you're like that's nice yeah. we
1: went to this place and it was wonderful and then we went to this other place and it was wonderful and you're like that's not cool but if you're like and then we rented a moped and then we crashed it and i lost my <laughs> shoe that under the moped <laughs> and then i had to spend the rest <laughs> of the day driving around on a moped without a shoe <laughs> Walking around Mexico Aww. without no sh- well, any see, shoes. Well, see, that's on. the thing.
2: Maybe that's why it's so interesting, is because it does like offer you to remember it. Like I, this happened in Minneapolis, but like I was bicycling and I had flip flops on, and my shoe flew off, and then I was trying to figure out how to put my flip flop back on with just my toes. <laughs> And I crashed through a bridge and I was like, crash. what? But that's the, the my most, anytime I think about riding my bicycle, that's what I think of. And then I'm like, oh, that time that I was horrible, but it's so memorable. It is. How or did like, you crash
1: through a bridge?
2: No, you know that bridge by Calhoun <laughs> that you have to like, like loop down around it to go to the greenway. Oh yeah. Yep. That bridge. You crashed.
1: <laughs> I'm picturing you like the Kool Aid Man, where someone's just like on the other side of the bridge, and crashed all of a sudden you like through, crash through a brick wall or something. With
2: my flip flop,
0: I'm sure it totally <laughs> did suck like during that time. Though but oh, now I'm you're sure, sitting yeah. here laughing about how dumb that is, you know? Yes, or no, like, it's
2: stupid. You like look back and in your life. Well, you have that
1: story about carrying a turtle in your bikini on rollerblades. That you yeah, love so much. and
0: then being coated in road rash like from head to toe because I was wearing zero clothes. But it's so
2: memorable now.
0: It is. It is really yes. stupid. I mean, oh, there's man. things where you're like, that was dumb, and yeah. you can tell. I mean, I can't even shut my my mouth correctly because I'm smiling so hard of how stupid that is but I'm just like yeah it wasn't it wouldn't be an adventure had it not had a little bit of weirdness in there yes, yes. so I feel like those are the kinds of things to you know in the in the immediate one day afterwards <laughs> you're like wow that was not so great and then afterwards as time goes by you're like definitely something to remember yes. and I
1: think when we travel or do things like that we kind of set ourselves up for those situations because there's definitely the kind of vacation where you can go to like an all inclusive resort where things are so perfect. smoothed over yeah. that you're probably not going to run into a ton of weird things although we have been to those and they were that's where Ryan or that's where our friend got
2: <laughs> this cursed and stuff friend. like this that and then this another
1: anonymous friend crashed his jet ski and almost perished in the ocean although he was super overdramatic and we're like you're wearing a life jacket and you were like 50 feet out and you're not gonna die
0: <laughs> he's like i was definitely gonna die and you're like hmm. um but also
1: so instead of going to an all-inclusive resort we're like let's stay in the shipping container that mm-hmm. seems like a good idea yeah
0: and then we almost suffocated to death
2: so. <laughs> yeah i mean a- that's why i really like camping because it like the weather is right there on top of you and around you and so there's options for everything happening you know yeah like water getting in there or going in your sleeping bag or like it is unexpected pieces that are memorable
0: if you were to expect everything that's like what I'm saying too when you sit there and you're like when not you when I sit there and I'm like well I'm gonna need like five umbrellas for these five people and I'm gonna need like extra air mattresses in case one pops and then I'm gonna need this (laughs) and that you know you're carrying this like massive trunk full of stuff with you all over the place in the one chance that you would have anticipated every single thing that could go wrong like sometimes you feel kind of proud when you can pull out a pack of band-aids and then you're like yeah good (laughs) thing i'm prepared for this but then on the other hand like i don't know there are some things that are really not super threatening but they're just definitely things that you never prepared for like like that would suck if you were covered in a bunch of cuts and you had to just exist or like leeches or something horrible, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wherever that came yeah. from, you know. Like being in pain is not a fun thing, but b- having unexpected circumstances usually are the ones that that end up being a little bit more more exciting to, to reminisce about. Mm-hmm. Unless you turn purple and have a bunch of bumps, and then yeah. if it was you. But your friends will reminisce about it. And so think it was is
2: fun. the is the message then? Prepare for everything or prepare for nothing.
0: Oh, man. You should probably prepare for something. You should probably prepare for for something. And then that way, it would be good. I feel like there's a minimum list. But you can't always know exactly what's going to happen. And sometimes that's really good. Mm-hmm. So,
1: Isn't there a famous quote that goes something along the lines of, tragedy is when you get hurt, comedy is when other people get hurt?
0: Aha, like that. That's probably true. <laughs> it probably <laughs> Except is. For, Oh man. Well, let's not wish any any harm upon anybody.
2: No, right. everyone who's traveling with us will be perfectly safe. Perfectly we safe. We're very prepared. <laughs>
0: Jenny's <laughs> face. We yeah. are. All of my, all of my extra planning will save you. Yes. Okay. So, um, besides all that kind of stuff, I think also how that relates to some of our creative projects is that. Again, we have a tendency to try and figure out exactly how things are going to go. And I think most days when we do all of our exhibitions, we we tend to have a little bit of spontaneous situations that make things either cooler or a little trickier to figure out or whatever. You know, whether it mm-hmm. is just receiving artwork that is a different size um, than what we thought we were going to you know, put in a certain space or we're surprised by something really amazingly different. And now we have to figure out exactly how that's going to go with the rest of the work, something like that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, always, always some of that spontaneous stuff that comes back is what makes it really unique and special. You know, like Mm -hmm. as much as we try and plan for the, like the experience here, it is also, you know, part exploration of how that happens. Even in my artwork, you know, the other day I was making my piece for Cosmos and by other day, I mean on time and with the normal, um, (laughs) (laughs) parameters right chris mm-hmm. yeah uh and i was thinking about how nice it would be i probably would never have done the process that i did had i not had the like the time constraints and the prompt mhm and it was unexpected and i was pleasantly surprised by what happened to it it is a weird piece but weird in a good way <laughs> i don't know do you ever sit there and just play with your materials and you're just like i don't know surprise you don't. You I do? don't feel like
1: I sit there and play with my materials and just like surprise. But I think that, <laughs> I mean, everything we do is always on a deadline. So you kind of do get that moment of truth of, you know, making things happen with whatever time you have. Yeah. And I think there's definitely a different feeling of that happening.
0: Do you feel like it, it has the same adventure quality?
1: I think it has it has the adventure quality because you're not... Perfectly planning it and starting over. You're just kind of making things work with what you're doing.
0: I have an A. Okay, I have a question. This question is for Jenny and related to what you were saying.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When you lived in Ireland for a while,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the first week that you were there, you were probably like, whoa. And then the second week you were there, you're probably like, whoa. And then the third week, <laughs> you are like, wah. And then. <laughs> Eventually, like you knew the paths, you knew where you were, you knew where everything mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like your creative practice, right? So, you have all the stuff that you know about yourself, and you could deviate from your path, you could explore. When you were three months into your Ireland
2: mm-hmm.
0: experience, was it still an adventure?
2: Yes. Why? I do. Um, well, there's a couple things that like set it up for an adventure right away. And actually to do a study abroad program, you had to write a paper and say what you were going to make while you were there.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of like your packing list, right? You don't kind know. Kind
2: of. And I was like, this is sort of baffling and also confusing because how do I know what I'm going to make in a totally new environment with different materials and resources and teachers and whatever else? Um, so I wrote it and then when I got there, my like plan totally changed um, the structure there is completely different. A lot of the time, like there was this abandoned boat that was out by behind the school. And so, um, I would like go out there with some of my other friends and we would just sit in the boat in the middle of this field surrounded by cows and talk about stuff, or we would go on hikes. Um, there's also lots of times it's really chilly, like bone chilly in, Uh, Ireland. Like misty or creeping chilliness. Yeah it's really it like goes right through your clothes Um, but there's lots of times where it would randomly start hailing or randomly there'd be a giant rainbow or like a wild horse or an ice cream parlor on top of like on top of a mountain and all these sort of hidden things that were I mean, it, it felt similar to Iceland where it's just these sort of hidden things. You walk around a corner and you're surprised by So even though you were there for
0: like three months, you weren't like, Yeah, eh. I was
2: never, I never, I mean, I could have taken more advantage of the things. I'm a studious person, so I did sit in my studio a lot and work on stuff. And I know other people had approach of being like, now this semester I'm going to take photography or I'm going to do other things so I can be out in the wilderness more. Um, so I think I had a mix of things, but during the week I was a lot, Spending a lot of time in my studio, but there were times walking to school, and you would—it's only about a two-mile walk, but halfway in, it'd start raining, and by the time you get to school, you'd have to take your pants off and dry them out in the (laughs) in the bathroom and wring them out full of water and stuff. It's just—it is those experiences like that like I remember that walk so well now because of the things like that that would happen along the way or it being pitch black at night and you just have to wander around and like feel the walls on your way back home you know when you come so, to
0: like like so I take the same drive to work every day mm-hmm. and I zone out I mean oh, I yeah. pay attention <laughs> when I drive
2: well you're on autopilot you, yeah you I do
0: the same path I zone out but I don't, I don't consider that an adventure anymore no. You know what I mean? I've been driving that street for like I don't even know how many years. You know, just mm-hmm. up and down the same one because mm-hmm. it's the most efficient one. You know, or whatever. Yeah. But when you think about it, the reason why I asked you about your Ireland trip is that like, does an adventure indicate a complete departure from your your routine, or does an adventure indicate like a
2: weird? surprise in the middle of something you thought you knew like you know what I mean yeah I mean there's certain memories that are like popping up even as we're talking about this somebody was saying the other day always say saying yes to things always allows for like something spontaneous or something unexpected to happen like if someone asks if you want to go do something um, but even towards the end of the trip we went to go visit lady Gregory's house and unexpectedly she had this massive field of garlic plants that were just growing naturally so everyone I was with just got on the ground and started grazing and eating this garlic <laughs> plant right off the ground and it's one of those things I think the people you're surrounded with sort of like stir up these spontaneous things where we're like that looks like a good tree to sit and read in so let's all go climb this tree and read in it things like that that offer a different experience I don't know how Often it happens in the city. Like, I can think of more times of being like, it's beautiful outside. Look how perfect it is outside. I'm going to go sit outside because it's so nice. Things like that that happen. And maybe there's just too many rules. If, like, I climbed some random person's tree that looked nice, (laughs) I'd probably get in a lot of trouble. So it's just the opportunities for adventure are more available there. I feel like.
0: When you're talking about some of these experiences, like sitting and eating stuff off of the ground or sitting in a tree, like all of those things are things I used to do as a kid. Oh, you don't yeah. even think about it. You're like, yeah. this is what we're doing. And you, you sit in a boat. Of yeah, course, you're, you're going to sit make in a boat.
2: It, some like leaf salad. And <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: You know, I mean, there's all these things you don't even think twice about how that is going to be perceived. At, from anybody else and Mm -hmm. everybody else is on the same
2: wavelength you're like this is an adventure like make-believe or something yeah yeah and so when
0: do you think that that becomes something that we don't pay attention to anymore do you feel like that I mean we talk about travel and we talk about how that makes you feel and and being hyper aware and we've talked Mm -hmm. about that a million times Mm -hmm. and so I guess my question is not about that it's more about like when do you when do you keep your sense of adventure when do you lose your sense of adventure when do you decide to take that like like way of thinking and feel confident enough to offer it up to somebody else that's with you
2: yeah I don't know I feel like uh, being in a place that we do have our daily routines I feel like every space that we're interacting with has like prescribed ways that you behave you know you're like at work there are driving to work yeah they're like very specific rules and I'm actually comforted
0: by rules yeah like you don't have to
2: think about like ooh, what if I jump on this thing like you know what's gonna happen you know that you probably shouldn't do it or it might not be very interesting you know um but maybe it's just like a mentality. Like if you are on vacation in another city, you would be way up for doing lots of things that you don't do in your own city. I feel like you I'd know? be less in,
0: uh, less embarrassed to be like, I'm going to climb this chain into this cave on the top yeah. of a hill yeah, right here, right now. Yes. Anybody with me. And then I feel like that, that kind of thing does not happen. I am not in that frame of mind right on my day-to-day well you
2: are in adventure time you are yeah you are like prepared for nothing you are up for anything because there is nothing
0: (laughs) to do besides having an adventure right there is nothing to do right
2: right that's what you're there for so you're looking for opportunities to be adventurous but i feel
0: like okay so on the 2014 residency you may see actually some examples of this somewhere um I think they're kind of hidden in some of the things that people were talking about on their little blurbs um but when we go to the beach all of a sudden there is a quest Mm -hmm. there's a quest to find whale bones Mm -hmm. and that i mean it was not there it wasn't it wasn't something we were like now it's the scavenger hunt you know (laughs) it's all of a sudden a thing where all of a sudden you're like you know what would probably be here? We should probably look for interesting things and find the treasures, whatever they may be. And all of a sudden everybody is on a quest to find something special.
2: Right. Or like we pulled over on the side of the road and ate blueberries off some plants. (laughs) You know, things like that, that we didn't say we're going to stop.
0: This is a plan. At
2: like 15 miles and pull over and look at stuff. You know, I think that those sort of adventures just sort of happen. You're, you like, what does Francesco always say? It's like improv where you're like, and now this, and now this. You're like, why
0: not? Yeah. You're a creature of habit, Chris. You like things to be consistent. Would you, if somebody had prompted you to go and search for whale bones or eat this plant off the ground, garlic or blueberries or otherwise, (laughs) you know, like how often would you find yourself deciding like, hey, sure, why not? Or would you be more like, Eh, I'll let you eat these weird plants off the well, ground. Well,
1: I did let you eat those weird plants <laughs> off the ground. But the context is, makes the difference. So when when it's time to run around the beach or whatever.
2: Or you think you find gold and then it's not gold. <laughs> That's so sad. You know, everyone else was
1: sure it was not gold the whole time.
2: <laughs> Jenny's like, I'm rich. You're like, oh,
0: if only. That would be very nice. I
2: know. Well, I was like, look at all these minerals that are flying out of this glacier. And then I saw a... It looked like fool's gold. It was like specks of things, but it was probably nothing. It was probably just like a mineral deposit.
1: It, I mean, it could have I think been gold, have been but sulfur. it would have been so You guys convinced little. me it wasn't. I didn't oh, I mean, bring it, it home. It would have been such a little amount of gold. It would have been like worth $10. You could have
0: put it on your tooth or something I like that. I probably should have. probably should have could put have. it somewhere could be like Here's my remnant of, of this adventure. I got this <laughs> new gold tooth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that, that too. Even the quest for for gold, real gold or otherwise, I'm yeah. sure is something to look for. I find that to be like, even when I'm exploring, like I was, I'm like looking at the artwork as I'm sitting here. I like finding patterns and things. That is something I do. It's something that I make. It's something that I enjoy. But I also like looking for them in experiences that people have. I like people making order out of nothing. You know, I like the concept that somebody would look at A place and decide that they were all of a sudden going to figure out how many troll faces were in the side of a cliff how many could you see and having like a a second perception of the same experience I enjoy that and so as I look around at the Iceland residency exhibition that's like on the walls right next to us I look for similarities between people's experiences and look for those patterns in how they perceived the space or the adventure or whatever you know Mm -hmm. and so that that means a lot to me because there are some things that, you know, when you live in your own head, you remember things differently than anybody else would. But it is kind of cool to be able to watch somebody else's like adventure unfold and to realize that they probably felt a very similar way to you in some of these different places. You know, even the way that people are describing these little um hidden ancient hovels or houses, you know, these things that are like, Tucked away in small spaces, you know. I mean, there's tons of stories about this just in the world, you know, hidden folk and things, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. But when you see somebody else interpret it, you can kind of live through their adventure a tiny bit. You can see the artwork that they've made, or you can see like the stories that they tell, and then you're like, actually, yeah, I did feel that same thing. So I like that pattern. But yeah, I don't know. So, but again, you could never prepare. I had like a million books and I do this all the time I buy all the books about the places I read every single travel advisor thing like I go and I look at every map so that I know that if we turn left in a certain area I will be familiarized with like my my mental space of like how this works yeah and I over prepare for the possibility that you know that I might know something about a place I've never been I like to do that. Again, it's like finding some sort of like pattern in the way Mm -hmm. that you're recognizing places or spaces or things like that. Um, But again, you can never prepare for the entire thing.
2: Right. Well, I think what, what you do when you plan the trip is like the bones or something or like the structure of the trip. And you're like, and then we will go here. And then what happens there is a complete mystery. It is.
0: Yeah. Or if you're headed to a place and all of a sudden there's like a grove of apple trees that happens to be somewhere with a hidden path to a waterfall that you is not on anybody's map, all of a sudden you feel like you've discovered something super special amongst mm-hmm. all of like the like the travel advisor top 10 whatever is like all the yeah. things that everybody else has seen and the photos you've already seen of other people's trips, you know? Like it's almost a little bit more special. To be mm-hmm. able to walk through something on your own and to be, hundred percent caught off guard by, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know. So, anyway, prepared or unprepared, would you say, Chris, would be your, your choice? Knowing all the differences, any any situation, real life or Adventure Time.
1: Um, I would probably rather be prepared. Really. To a point.
2: What about you? Mm, I mean, probably prepared. I I mean, I like to plan. (laughs) I like to prepare, but I also am up for adventures all all day, every day.
0: I would also say I'd like to be prepared. And it's funny. We had this big conversation about all the magical things that happen when you're unprepared. Mm -hmm. But it is really uncomfortable.
1: You also do need to be prepared somewhat because if you just sit there completely unprepared, like let's say you just are like, here's a flight. I'm going to jump on there. And then you get there and you didn't. Prepare and rent a car or, you know, figure out anything right. to do. You then to you're just your gonna own. sit there and be like, Adventure, come to yep. me and then nothing um, would come to you. Yes. Then you would be disappointed. So you have to have some yes. sort of structure to be able to even begin your exploration.
0: Yeah. And Although maybe
1: some people, I'm sure, don't prepare at all and they just like head out. It's like Forrest Gump when he just started running one day and he just I
0: should really watch a whole movie. <laughs> I feel like all I remember is him running in that time.
2: Well, that's is that all the movie
0: is? No, no,
1: no. Oh, okay. It was He very goes small back part. in
2: time. It was history time. Oh, he goes back in time? No, he doesn't. Well, he goes to like different historical events. He does? Yeah.
1: No, I think... I mean, he... he, what, he <laughs> What's his movie? About? He is a part of history, but he's yes, not traveling he's, back in time. No,
2: no, no. He's not traveling back, but he <laughs> participates in historical events that are happening.
0: The other podcast we should of, make is Jenny's hard. Interpretation of Movies. <laughs> 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 I feel like this is a time-traveling movie. <laughs> Forrest <is> Gump. <gone>. Okay. <laughs> Aww. okay i'll go watch it so that i can be more he important. is
1: definitely an example of someone who's just kind of like Bumbling existing things. and then always happens to find adventure
0: yes so that's the point of the movie yes
1: i don't know if that's a point but oh. yeah sure right. just hmm. it's like the saying goes life is like a box of chocolates <laughs> and you never know what you're gonna get
0: you know what i do and i think i told you guys five times already but yeah, I know. my friend adam mm-hmm. is coming on the bryce canyon trip that we're about to go on and every time I find a box of chocolates, I give it to him. Oh, and
2: you should put one on his bed. I should,
0: and I should be like, eat all these in front of me, so that I can wait until you find the toothpaste one.
1: <laughs> and you just make your own. Learn how to make your own chocolates. I'll be like and I put, emptied like, out the good and filling and, stuff.
0: <laughs> and I just put foot cream <laughs> in all of these in all these chocolates. Which one is the non-foot cream? There's one caramel. Good luck. <laughs> He'll probably be able to tell him, like, which one's.
2: Which one you made and which one's the box one? Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> my craft is good, but one probably not that good. One has
1: fingerprints and cat hair all over it.
0: Yeah. The, which one's the cat <laughs> hair one? All of them. All of them. Yeah. It's a trick. But I do. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I guess you don't know if you don't like the toothpaste one until you try it. But that's fine. Well, that's a good place to stop. Probably. Yeah. yeah good we job. We gotta
1: get working on those chocolates. Yeah. yeah I gotta yeah. go get working on my we cat go hair chocolates. Gotta pack our bags.
0: Yeah. I gotta do that too. Oh man, there's so many things to do. Well. I'll go follow the rules for a while, and then I'm gonna wait to see all these magical things. I wonder if we're gonna find anything to eat off the ground in Bryce Canyon. <laughs> some dust. It's
1: probably less likely there. <laughs> some uh, bird there. We carcass. I was
2: looking yesterday at some of the maps, and there are rattlesnakes and dust will not be and trees anything. with the roots out of them.
1: Did you say dust? dust.
2: Yes. Yeah. What, okay. we,
0: what we won't do is go in your backyard and eat the poison ivy that's everywhere.
2: I know. My backyard is the worst. It's so sad. <laughs> it's a trash heap of poison, poison, Ivys poison Ivys ivy it's all It's trash, glass bottles, <laughs> <laughs> walking sticks. <laughs> poison ivy. Yeah, just think I'm of it grave. as an adventure. Aww. You're like, how many how
0: many cuts can I get from stepping around yes, in my backyard? Yes, also
2: I have these like crazy hops that grow everywhere and every time I try and cut them, the bush moves and cuts my arms up. <laughs> like, look at this. These, all of these cuts. We're gonna take pictures
0: for the podcast notes. Put yeah. your arms, uh, arm it's scabs so everywhere. It's so sad. That's so sad. I like
2: go to cut it and then it swipes my arm. <laughs> That's so sad. That's sad.
0: Well, we shall update you on Jenny's, um, ailments soon. <laughs> and, Yeah, if you haven't had a chance, you should definitely check out the Iceland Residency Exhibition um, online, lightgrayartlab.com. You can check it out. There's also a giant button there, too, if you want to figure out what the residency is all about. Um, And again, send me a note. Let me know if you'd like to get more information, and I'll send you an update as soon as we get closer to the July 20th application opening date. Um, And what else, Chris? Where can people find us?
1: You can email us at podcast at lightgrayartlab.com. You can find us on Twitter at lightgrayartlab. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Tumblr. where are You can subscribe to the show on the iTunes Music Store and stream it directly on Stitcher Radio.
0: Awesome. And, yeah, thanks again, you guys, for listening today, and we'll talk with you soon. Welcome to the Light Gray Art Lab podcast. I'm Lindsay Knoll. I'm Jenny Bookler. I'm Chris Heine. And there's no one else here. So Chris always does that thing where the English inflection, (laughs) when you go up, there is a continuation. When you go down, there is an ending. (laughs) Good job. Is that a real thing? Do you want to start over? (laughs) No, I don't want to start over. I think that's great. Okay. (laughs) Um, I'm so used to, you know what I, you know where that comes from? There's a void where Francesca used to be. That's why. And we're mm-hmm. so, so sad. Francesca, come back. So uh, when... Oh, uh, well, now I'm thinking about Francesca. Let's continue. <laughs> okay. So, okay. What is it? <laughs> what day is it? Today is... Let's start over.
1: <laughs> so I'm probably just going to borrow a suit from someone and then have it be
0: five inches too short yeah like
1: just a little capri suit
0: <laughs> belly shirt Aww. chris's belly
2: shirt suit time maybe
1: that's i'll just sick. have you guys paint on a suit
0: oh no <laughs>
2: no i feel like that's a bad choice it's that's gonna worse than your flannel shirt option for a funeral
0: yeah it's gonna rub off in your armpits and then you're gonna just it, that's no let's not even i'm not gonna even paint this picture for you in the <laughs> mental zone